everybody. Howdy, Buzzies. This is Macy. This is Nicole. And you're listening to Buzz Killers. <laughs> I realized last week when I was editing that I talk really fast. <laughs> Your episodes are almost always longer than mine. And I think it's because I talk really fast. Really? And I was listening to, like, I had to listen to that whole episode, which I normally don't have to do because yeah. it's all messed up. And I was like, this is Macy. And you're listening to Muscular. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay. So I actively have to slow down my speech. So I hope that none of you have been like, I can't ever understand what Macy says. Because I'm really sorry. I can't understand myself either. <laughs> Permanently on fast forward. <laughs> yes. Yes. It sounds like I'm like, like one of those people that's like, um, at the end of those commercials, oh. like, where data rights apply. Sears, psych, details. I'm like, oh, man. Wow. <laughs> Person at the auction. Yeah. What is like Michael Scott in the office? He's like, yeah. when he does that, he's like, sold. And he's, it's the squeaky gavel. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm Michael Scott. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. I, w- I was sitting there editing like, oh, my God. I'm surprised we haven't gotten a comment that's been like, Macy talks too fast. <laughs> I feel like I talk slow sometimes. No, I think it's just because I'm, I mean, I don't know. I'm just like a loud, fast talker. But I notice like your episodes where you have a lot of notes will be like so long and mine are like an hour and a half <laughs> and it's because i'm like <laughs> 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 how, how long was your how long how many months <laughs> <laughs> don't don't mind me just have a stroke um <laughs> how long how many notes did you have P- pages of notes words i can speak for carol and 10 10 pages okay like nine and a half no, it was 10 pages, almost okay. full, a full 10 pages, yeah. And it ended up being like two hours and 25 minutes. Okay. Well, because I... I, I mean, I cut out some of it, but... I was trying to compare it. I can't remember. I think my, my Diatlov Pass episode, I think I had 12 pages. Mm-hmm. And together, both those episodes are like... Three hours. Three hours. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and this one was only like two hours and 25 <laughs> minutes. And it's because I talk so fast. I talk so fast that I like trip myself up. <laughs> and I noticed how much I say um. I was like, God, I can't listen to this. I'm <laughs> so, oh uh, my God. <laughs> I can't listen to this anymore. Because I'm like, um. I learned to start slowing myself down because I, in high school, m- the teachers used to call on me all the time to read aloud. Because I hate that. I have too much anxiety. You know, like when you're one of those, and I'm not, this is just kind of a self brag, I apologize, but like you're good at reading aloud. Yeah. You're one of those people that can, you flow well and you follow punctuation well. And I never did that. (laughs) (laughs) The teachers always used to call on me and I used to hate reading aloud. And I learned to slow myself down because I'd get really nervous and I'd start reading faster and that was every time I'd fuck up. Yeah, and I, yes, I yes, was yes, like, yes. okay, I need to slow down, and like, I needed to. I made sure, like, when I was reading things, I was like, I have to see every single word before because you just read. Right. That's a that's a that's like a proven fact is that when you read, 
you skim almost over certain words certain words mm-hmm. and that's how you read faster and i was doing that as i was trying to read aloud so my sentences were not sentences oh my god <laughs> so i had to that's slow so myself down to the point where i made sure i was looking at every single word in the that's sentence. so smart i should do that when i look at my actual <laughs> <laughs> but you're much better, too. I feel like you write yourself a script. I do. And I am like, <laughs> willy-nilly. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever even told you about it. Yeah. When I was in high school, I did a radio show. Oh, yeah. You told me about that. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I can't remember. I can't remember no, who you I didn't. told you about that. You told me about that. And we uh, talk about a lot of things, Nicole. <laughs> we really do, though. <laughs> <laughs> but um, for, my, for all of our listeners... I did a radio show in high school called Indie Outbreak, and we we did like uh, we had a website where people could submit music to us, and we chose six songs an episode, and we would talk a little bit about the artist and who they were, where they were from, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I used to write a script for it because even though I was just pre-recording like we are right now, I was so nervous. That everything I wrote down was exactly as I said it. I mm. literally wrote myself an exact script. So even now, <laughs> I tend to write myself That's an so exact smart. script. And sometimes I don't. Sometimes I don't need to. But there's certain times where I'm like, how else am I going to say this? And like, as I'm trying to put my notes into words, I'm like, if I don't write this down, I'm never going to remember to say this in the podcast. And I'm going to get it all fucked up and it's going to sound weird. Yeah. And I get really nervous about that. <laughs> type like i have i mean i have bullets but my bullets are full fucking sentences (laughs) no mine aren't like that mine's literally like this date this happened really shorthand only i can really understand if i have to write (laughs) something out that means like it's important and that it's important that i say it that way yeah and i'll read those verbatim sometimes but like my little bullet points i'm usually just like off the cuff yeah and that whole description if you guys haven't listened yet Carolyn Fugit and Charles Starkweather episode part duh. Um, I give that off like I gave that whole description of what happened in the first part. Yeah. Off the cuff. Like uh-huh. I just was like, um, this happened. Yeah. And then this happened. But I remember for your day out love past one, you literally had a script of everything. And I was like, oh, that's so smart. And I still couldn't pronounce half their names. <laughs> <laughs> but it's. You were it's like, Macy, can you try and read this? And I was like, no not even close <laughs> i can if it was german i just maybe i still have secondhand embarrassment from trying to pronounce all no, those names i think and everybody I think understands I, I stuttered over probably 60 percent of their names for the entirety of both episodes it's fine it's, it's i mean it is what it is i'm sorry i'm not russian um yeah sorry that we don't live across the world you know we but, don't uh, drink vodka no at the water bottles we are drinking wine today yes Nancy, <gasps> what wine are we drinking today oh my God. <laughs> guys sorry we went off on a tangent um th- because i the only reason i said that was because i felt li- i was like this is macy <laughs> like really slowly <laughs> i almost like i kind of saw it in your face as you said it you were like you like look your eyes were all big and you were like focused this <laughs> is macy macy <laughs> Oh my gosh, is this like textured on the top? Oh, it is. Okay. Ooh, cool. Um, so guys, we are drinking another nineteen crimes. So good. We love them. Um, and this is their dark red. Is it really their I don't dark red? Think it's called dark. I don't. Think I like it better than our 
I like it better than the Walking Dead one we drank. Oh, that was hard. A couple weeks ago. That one was hard. This I don't know why that one was so hard, but it was. It was. So this is their their dark red, and it's called The Banished. The Banished. And it has, like, like this, it has his face cro- crossed out. Ooh. And it's, like, textured. It feels like it's Ooh, actually sketch crossed out. And what does it say on the back? Who is he? Do, 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 do. I just want to find out what the wine tastes like. <laughs> it doesn't even say. No. Bastards. <laughs> this, it's just about the living the living wine label. I don't think it's, I wouldn't say it's super dry, but I also wouldn't say it's super sweet. No, I like it a lot. My sister again. is cringing at my description skills right now. <laughs> it's not really dry. I felt like the Walking Dead one was really dry. Really dry, and I think that's why I had a hard time with it. Yeah, we, we couldn't really finish it. Um, I mean, it's dry, but it's not like that. Yeah, it's not, but it's like, it's got like a nice aftertaste to it and everything. Like, Yeah, it's like got it. like, um, it's tangy. Tangy. That's all I can think of. <laughs> I really like it, so try it. <laughs> one of these days i'm gonna have to call my sister and be like please help us describe wine <laughs> we should just call her and be like can you write a blurb or like oh maybe like we could get her to record herself talking about the wine and oh we'll just God. like put it in that would be so smart like krista help me <laughs> like, you want to be part of a podcast you can discuss our wine you can just tell tell us what the wine is supposed to taste like <laughs> man okay nicole so after a tangent and discussing our wine <laughs> And don't forget, guys, we are talking about killer couples this month. Killer couples. And so we're pooped. Um, what are we talking about today? <laughs> it sounded like you said poop. <laughs> we're pooped. <laughs> we're pumped. Pumped. Eeny, meeny, miny, meeny. Eeny, meeny, miny, meeny. <laughs> My turn, bitches. Okay. Anyway. Who are we talking about? Episode 28, guys. <laughs> It's so exciting. I know. It feels weird that we're this far. You get to do like the even numbers. Mm-hmm. So you're always like 10, 20, and I'm like the 29. The only the <laughs> month we reversed them was your birthday month. So I know, and you, it was dumb. And we should not have done it. <laughs> we, it would have been perfect to just leave we it We figured out later on that we should not have reversed. <laughs> no, we should We were not. like, son of a bitch. That wasn't right. But um, anyway, guys. <laughs> um... I am going to be telling you about Ray and Faye Copeland. That must be so hard. It's so much fun to say. Ray and Faye. Ray and Faye. Ray and Faye. Ray and Faye. I never heard of this. <laughs> I've never heard of this case before, so I'm excited. They are the oldest couple ever to be arrested. lost it at that <laughs> they well because you were like they are the oldest couple ever <laughs> to be arrested <laughs> and so like you added that at the end and i was like okay they're so how old are they you'll find out <laughs> <laughs> they're the oldest couple ever so that's so funny all right so ray copeland was born in oklahoma on december 30th of 1914 his parents were Jess and Lainey Copeland. Oh, that's my cat. <laughs> my cat's name is Lainey. Lainey. Um, his childhood was kind of rough. His parents moved him around a lot. Like, okay. he spent his childhood hopping from place to place. Um, eventually, his parents did settle in Ozark Hills, Arkansas. 
Oh um, my god, Tyler just watched the show Ozark. Is it like the same place? I actually don't know. I thought of that like while the I Ozarks? was Ozarks. I thought of that while I was typing this, and I quite literally have no idea because I've never seen that show. <laughs> okay, we'll have to we'll have to look it up. Note for Tyler later. <laughs> <laughs> he probably's not gonna know. He's gonna have no idea. He's gonna be like, "Oh, that show's about <laughs> drugs. I don't know the mob, <laughs> drug cartel." <laughs> Giggly today, guys. Sorry. Yes, we are. Well, we it didn't help that we sat here for like an hour before we started recording and drank most of the wine. <laughs> yeah. So we're already a little wine deep on this one. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Just a tad. <laughs> Just a tad. All right. So um, the Ozarks. So maybe. <laughs> during this hop around the country, Ray became an older brother and he ended up with four younger siblings. Wait, um, how old was he? You'll, it, it doesn't really say. Oh, okay. It, oh, okay. Like, was he, like, a really older sibling and they were all really young? Or, no. like, it was all kind of the same? No, they're all, they're all pretty, pretty close Oh, together. okay. Okay. Um, it, their, their beginnings, their childhoods and stuff, there isn't a lot date-wise. There's ages, but not really, like, specific dates of certain things. Okay. So, like, it's okay. not entirely specific. Got um, it, got it. So this kind of gives you a little bit of a hint. So when the Great Depression hit, um, his parents pulled him out of school to help maintain the family farm. Mm. And he was only in fourth grade at the time. Okay, so he's like eight. So he was young. He was young when he got four other siblings. Okay, okay. Um, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, he spent the years working the farm, never went back to school. And when he was 20 years old, he started his life of crime. Oh. And at 20 years old, he stole two hogs from his own father's farm and proceeded to sell them in a nearby town. It's <laughs> just like such an asshole thing to do. <laughs> All I can think is like, I don't know if you've ever seen Into the Woods where he's he's just like, bring the cow to the mall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's all I can think of. Um, so he did this and... His father didn't press charges or anything. It just kind of faded out, and they never did much about it. Um, so he kind of continued on, and at the age of 22, he was arrested for forgery of government checks. And he spent only one year in jail for this. You um, have to, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> okay, going from stealing some pigs to forging government documents. Oh, you just wait. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, it's already weird. It gets weirder. So, um, by the time he was 26, he met his, for lack of better words, partner in crime, Faye Della Wilson. Ray and Faye. <laughs> yep. So, Faye was born on August, 4th, on August 4th, sorry, 1921, to Rufus and Gladys Wilson. She was one of seven children. And Yikes. her family lived in a dirt floor cabin, and they really did not have a lot. Oh. Um, uh, poor Faye. She grew up relatively poor, but aside from living a poor life, nothing of significance happened in her childhood. Okay. Um, Not like stealing some hogs. Yeah, she didn't <laughs> steal anybody's <laughs> hogs. Um, okay. So she lived pretty pretty much an average life and up until she met Ray. So when she met Ray, she was 19 years old. Okay. And after meeting, they dated. It was 1940 when they met. Um, they dated for six months before getting married. 
And within a year of getting married, they had their first child, Everett, which was quickly followed by their second child, Billy Ray. <laughs> um, so... In 1944, Ray decided he wanted to move his family out to Fresno, California. Okay. And during their first five years in California, the couple had three more kids. So they had Everett, Billy Ray, Betty Lou, who was the only female, Elvia, and William. Elvia was a boy? Yes. They called him Al. Oh, Um, okay. Yes. It was was an interesting name to me. I've never heard that name before. I feel like names from that time period are like so different from names and like i've noticed that like people like in our generation and like the generation maybe like a little bit like before you maybe even or after you maybe they're starting to name their children names that are from like back then yeah it's like looping around yeah it's like looping around like because they're all the it's like you know how many years was the number one name in the world britney right and now it's like all like everybody's naming their kids weird things. Well, say I I think it was I can't remember if it was Ryan or not who told me. I had somebody I knew that was a teacher that told me that they ha- they had a student named Hermione, and I was like, I love that. That's so funny. That's fan- like because all of the kids that grew up with the Harry Potter generation are finally adults. Katniss. <laughs> Seriously. Katniss Everdeen. <laughs> this is my child, Katniss Everdeen. Well, I want to name my kid Clarice. So I, <laughs> I don't know how many people have watched it, but there is a show called Shadowhunters that was based off um, a book. Yeah. A book series, actually. And uh, there's a character in it, and they call him Jace, and his mm-hmm. full name is Jonathan Christopher. So it's his initials are JC. Oh, call him Jace, and I've always loved that name. That's great. That's a great name. I, that name. Uh, I like that name. I like Clarice. <laughs> I, do, I do like Clarice too. <laughs> Everybody's like Nisi. You can't name your kid Clarice. I'm like she's what? She's a badass. <laughs> I'm like um, I'm gonna name my kid whatever I fucking feel like. Thanks. <laughs> okay, sorry. So Faye and Ray. Back to Faye and Ray. <laughs> So, throughout these years, it is said that Ray never stopped committing crimes. And in the year that his son William was born, he gets arrested again. Um, he was caught stealing horses from the neighbor's farm. Um, <laughs> That's, like, so big. Like, what do you be like? I was going to say, how do you quietly steal a horse? <laughs> it doesn't sound They're easy. They're so big. Like, and you're going to notice they're gone. And it said plural. He stole more than one. <laughs> oh, my God. Horses. <laughs> so uh, they ended up not pressing any charges, so he was released. But unfortunately, the damage was done, and everybody around knew him as the a thief. Stealer, a thief. And it kind of killed his reputation, and he decided he was going to pack his family up and move them back to Arkansas. Okay. Arkansas. Um, Arkansas. <laughs> I had to literally resist saying that when I I typed it out and I was like, I have to remember to say Arkansas. <laughs> I like Arkansas. Arkansas. Um, so just one month after moving back, Ray was arrested again. Oh, my God. This time he was charged with grand larceny for the theft, the theft, <laughs> the theft of his neighbor's cattle. His cattle? Yes. Grand larceny. <laughs> That's not what I think of as grand larceny. Right. But okay. So he served one year in jail and was released. And once he was released, he moved his family yet again, this time to Rocky Comfort, Missouri. So <sighs> this move did not last long. 
Because he steals more shit. <laughs> oh, Ray was once again arrested for the theft of cattle. <laughs> what is it with... I don't know why this man continues to steal fucking farm animals. Farm animals? It, okay. I, like, I had a, this, I had a hard time with this case, like, because I just sat there and kind of giggled and was like, I don't understand. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I guess they can't, like, I guess they could fetch a large amount of money. Well, you'll depending. come to see that that's his reasoning behind yeah, it. Yeah, depending on um, the type of <laughs> So, this time, instead of serving jail time, he was actually perform- forced to perform manual labor on the judge's farm. Which, to me, I think is a much better punishment. Yeah. Um, what you get, like, to, like, live in prison, you get all your meals for you, da yeah. da, da, da da you get to just sit there for a year and do nothing. But instead, you're, this like, time working they were like, hard. Yeah, like, you want to steal my cattle? You're going to fucking work it off. Here's some manual labor on my farm. Yeah, so, I'd be like, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so after he completes this, uh, he moves his family again. And this is when it just doesn't stop. He did basically what his parents did to him. So from Uh 1953 for 13 years until 1966, his family just bounces around the country. That's so hard. That is five children and his wife and him had to continuously pick up and move their lives like year after year after year. That's so hard because I know when I was a kid, I went to a bunch of different elementary schools. Like we never moved homes i was always in the same house but i remember hopping from one elementary school to the next the next the next and i don't really know why but i would move schools a lot and it was always so hard yep to like try and make new friends like and it's it's hard i was so i got lucky a little a little bit well yeah you moved around because i moved around a lot and i always say i moved six times by the time i was five and in reality there's a few more in there and it's because I'm not counting, like, the in-betweens of when we moved states and had to spend, like, a month or two in a hotel. Oh, my gosh. So I have moved more times than I can remember. And the last final time was when we moved from an apartment to a house. And I had to switch kindergarten classes. And I'm pretty sure that's what my, gave me my fear of being in front of people was when my kindergarten teacher forced me to stand in front of everybody and introduce myself and I was like I'm five and I don't like you go away I don't, I don't want to do that <laughs> I was like I don't like this my kindergarten teacher was great but I just I did not like that that's scary when you're and, five and I mean it nobody was mean to me everybody was like at that point it was when everybody was like oh my god there's a new kid she's Ooh. cool I want to be friends with the new kid but yeah. I was just so shy because I'd never really been in one place I had two friends growing up and they were from when I was in preschool mm-hmm. and so I didn't really like wasn't yeah. used to that kind of thing and so I got that and everybody was like the new kid and I was like please don't, <laughs> don't look at me <laughs> <laughs> too much attention literally <laughs> I can't even imagine how hard that was on his five children um probably um, extremely hard so they moved dozens of times and Finally, like I said, in 1966, it stopped, and they settled in Mooresville, Missouri. Okay. During these years, as far as records show, there could possibly be more, but as far as records show, Ray was arrested five times for forging checks. You you must be terrible. (laughs) A terrible forger. Seriously, though. (laughs) Okay. So... 
in Mooresville, Ryan Fay managed to purchase a 40-acre farm. And Fay actually went off and found a job first working at like a local lovemaking factory. Okay. And then she eventually ended up just working as a maid at like a local motel. Okay. Um, she didn't really spend much time working the farm itself. Uh, that was Ray's job. And well, you like to steal cattle, so you might as well take <laughs> care of ours. Right. So, like I said, Ray spent his time running the farm, making money from basically just buying and selling li- livestock. Um, the neighbors did not like Ray. They well, said why. he was uh, just a miserable asshole. They hated him. And they said he physically abused his family. Aww. And so I watched an episode of the show called Wicked Attraction and okay. it was about them and his son Al, Alvia spoke about the abuse. Oh, um, crazy. And he said you basically just learned to tiptoe around him because if you said the wrong thing there was no escaping it. You get a whooping. You, it, it was coming for you. Yeah. And he said he would grab anything. And he said, quote, hand, hammer, two by four, metal cow kickers. You name it, he grabbed it. He beat me one time with a pair of metal cow kickers, and I was approximately 13 years old. And to this day, my back is still not right. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, like those, like a, like spurs? Is that what he's talking about? Um, they, they showed a picture of them in the documentary. And they almost looked like handcuffs chained together. And I think they were what they put around cows' ankles to prevent them from kicking. Oh. They were like, they literally were like handcuffs, but with like a three-foot chain in between them. Huh. I've never heard of them. But the picture, they they like, they will, if you watch that episode of Wicked Attraction, you'll show it. They show them. Okay. Because I was like, like, like no they're like for the cow oh they're for the cow yeah they like go on the cows to like keep the cow from kicking got it got it got it um and he said that he frequently beat Faye, and she was just constantly covered in bruises black eyes the works um and Faye was a devout christian and so, so she wasn't going to leave her husband. She didn't believe in divorce. That was a <sighs> sin. And Al said she refused to talk about these things. She wouldn't talk about it with her kids. She wouldn't talk to anybody else about it. So it was just... Something everybody knew, but nobody they could do anything about it. Exactly. They knew it happened. They would need her to come forward and complain about it in but order to do something, and she wasn't. Okay. But like they didn't even get the comfort of their mother either afterwards. She wouldn't even acknowledge it. What? So, like, he'd beat them and she'd just, like, be act like, like nothing happened? Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Okay. That's um, awful. One thing I did note while he was talking, Al, was that when referring to Faye, he would say mom or mother. And when referring to Ray, he would just say Ray. Oh, he, he wouldn't call him dad? Never would call him dad, never called him father, nothing. Weird. Okay. Um, and this came from one documentary I watched. Okay. I'm going to mention it because it was a documentary I watched. (laughs) And so (laughs) I'd like to take it as credible. 
they said that as he got older, Ray started bringing men home. And he would force them onto his wife. And he would watch. And if they refused, he would hold them at gunpoint until they did. And he, they it's theorized he did this because as he got older, he himself could no longer perform. But what does that do for you? Like the uh, act of watching them have sex with her was I, I don't, arousing? I don't know. It was mentioned quickly. There wasn't a lot of discussion about it. And I didn't read it anywhere else. But it, like I said, it came from one of the documentaries I'd watched, so, and I'd yeah. like to, I'd like to consider that credible. Okay, that's so weird. Okay, yeah, and disturbing, Yikes. really disturbing. Um, uh, so like th- <laughs> this lifestyle soon proved to be nothing Ray enjoyed, and his desire for wealth just was growing. As is the case, he got older. Yeah. Okay. So his desire for wealth caused him to devise a plan. This plan is just bizarre, honestly. So he started hiring drifters to work his farm. Okay. And this was after his children grew up and they were like out of the house. Yeah, they had all moved out of the house, so That's convenient, isn't it? Right. (laughs) So he began hiring these drifters and what he would do is he would attend cattle auctions and bring these drifters with him. And he would use them, and he would tell them how much to bid. So he wasn't himself bidding, but the drifter was. And he'd have them bid extremely high prices so that would guarantee him a win on Mm -hmm. whatever cattle he wanted. Mm -hmm. The drifters would then have his checkbook already. Okay. And they would write the check, and they would sign the check. And they'd hand it over. And he'd, they'd take the cattle, and they'd leave. The thing was, this was in the 80s. Right. And it's not like you could mobile deposit a check. Right. So you'd have to go to the bank. Until the auction was over, and many, many hours later, they've gone to the bank to try and deposit all these checks. Oh, and they don't realize it was fraud. They don't realize it until the check comes back, and they say it's bounced. Oh. And so... By the time the check bounced and authorities came snooping, he would, like the drifters, would have moved on because they're drifters. They come in right, and Right, they don't work there long. And he would have already resold the cattle, so there wouldn't be any evidence of them being there. He would have sold them <laughs> off to somebody else. <gasps> oh my god. And he would just claim his checkbook was stolen, and he'd be like, I mean, look at the signature on the check. That's like, not that's, my signature. That's clearly not my signature, not my name. Oh, my God. And they'd have no proof. They'd yeah, like, they're like, I know that you did this, but I can't prove it. Exactly. <gasps> Yikes. So. I mean, that's, I mean. Over a dozen men worked crazy. with Ray from 1986 to 1989, a lot of them helping him carry out this scheme. Um, And it was when the police kind of started to get a little bit suspicious don't be suspicious don't be suspicious we haven't sung that in so long no we haven't so the the cops got a little suspicious of him and he changed it up a little bit so what he'd do is 
when he'd hire a drifter, he would take them to the post office. He'd get them a P.O. box, and then he'd take them to the bank. Using that P.O. box, they'd open a checking account. He'd give them $200 to open the checking account with, and they'd get a checkbook. Okay. Then they'd go to the auction, and they'd do the same thing, except this time, the checks didn't have Ray's name anywhere on them. They had the drifter's name, so they couldn't even tie it to Ray at all. Oh, my God. Yeah. And this went on for a while. That's crazy. (laughs) Um, So he successfully pulled this off dozens of times. Um, And then, like, successfully pulled it off even with his name being on the checks. uh Uh-huh. Wow. And he... He was doing really well for a while mm-hmm. until he really suddenly was not. <laughs> yeah, that's his, usually how things go. <laughs> his success ended very abruptly. It began with an anonymous call to a Crime Stoppers hotline on August 20th of 1989. I always forget that those things existed in the 80s. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and this anonymous call expra- explained how Ray had been getting away with stealing for years. Do you think it was one of his kids? You'll find out. Oh, okay. So the mystery caller gave the hotline the name of a bank where some of the bad checks had come from. And so police armed with this went to that bank uh-huh. and were like, we need all the checks that have bounced in regards to purchasing of cattle. They get all these checks and they have one name on them. And it is Jack McCormick. Okay. So they tracked down Jack McCormick. He is 57 years old, and he is living in Salem, Oregon. He was a drifter. They arrest him, and they tell him what he's being charged for, the forgery of the checks and everything. Right. And he goes, well, I mean, I can tell you how Ray was doing it. I I can tell you exactly what his scheme was, and I can tell you where the bodies are buried. What bodies? And the cops are like... (laughs) We arrested you for theft and forgery. <laughs> what bodies? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I did the same thing. I was like, what bodies? <laughs> <laughs> they literally were just like, um, excuse ex- you? Ex- excuse me? What did you just say? Um, I think I have something in my ear. Say that again. So McCormick proceeded to recount his own story of how he almost died at Ray Copeland's hands. And... McCormick said that Ray initially lured him to the farm with the promise of a warm place to stay. And work, probably. Yep, work. And it was going to be, he said, $50 a day in cash. That was a lot of money. A lot of money. To a drifter, that was everything. Yeah. And he was like, yes, of course I'm going to go with you. So he went with him. And all the while thinking, seems a little too good to be true, but I'm... Homeless living on the street. I need a job. And yeah, I'm okay. going gonna to go. This man's promising me $50 cash a day. Yeah, I'm going to go. So they go. He gets in the P.O. box. Gets in the bank account. They went to the auction. Moved ahead with Ray's plan. McCormick said in the f- days following the first cattle auction, he felt awful. He knew his name was on that check that was going to bounce. And he knew it would go to the police. Yeah. And he felt terrible. 
and he continued to do his work and he said that during this time he noticed that Faye was constantly watching him she was just like she'd be like standing on the back porch just like watching him do his work and he said it was during one of these days that he came across human remains and being as terrified as he already was he just like moved on he just got out of the mind. He just like was like, I can't like I'm I can't focus on that right now. Like the police are already probably after me. Like I'm not dealing with this. And so um he kinda kept doing his job and Ray brings him to another cattle auction. And this doesn't go as smoothly as Ray wants, and McCormick ends up buying the wrong cattle. Uh oh. And Ray is livid. Oh, he yeah. is not a happy camper, and he freaks the hell out on McCormick. Freaks out. And so they get back to the farm, and whatever, good night, next day. Yeah, yeah. And Ray comes to McCormick and says, hey, there's a raccoon in the barn I need you to help me come take care of. Oh, no. <laughs> I'd be like, bye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ray has a 22 caliber ri- caliber rifle in his hands. And he hands McCormick a stick. <laughs> and he says, the raccoon was somewhere behind the hay bales. Chase him out with the stick, and I'm going to shoot him. So McCormick's digging around behind the hay, and There's he's nothing. like feeling something kind of odd. He's like, I don't know. I just like something doesn't feel right. There's, like, not no raccoon. So he turns around, and Ray is pointing the rifle at his head. Oh, man. And he's like, what? Like, what the fuck? Like, he, like, freaks out, and Ray lo- r- lowers the weapon. And McCormick basically talks his way out of being killed. And he's like, I just want to go to the bank. I want to deposit money. I want to make that check go through. I want to clear my name. I'll leave town. You'll never see me again. And Ray's just like, cool. So to get to the bank, McCormick doesn't have a car. Ray has to drive him. And Ray is still berating him for the cattle. And they fuck up. So he gets to the bank. And once he's at the bank, he slips out the back door. And he makes his way down the street to a used vehicle lot where he convinces one of the workers to take a car for a test drive and he flees and he never comes back. (laughs) What a smart guy. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) He's like, bye. I'm fucking out of here. And all of the sources, every single one of them that I went through, had one direct quote from McCormick. Ooh, I'm excited. And he said, I came close to being killed. Before I got out of there. And over the fact that like he didn't buy the right thing. Uh-huh. Like. And it was then that McCormick admitted that he was the anonymous caller. Oh, was he? Yep. Oh, that's crazy. I thought it was probably one of his kids or Faye or somebody. I wish. I wish it was Faye. There's it's a lot not Faye. <laughs> There's a lot going on. You'll see. This one so reminds me a lot of. um. You did this case, the one with the family. Oh, they smacked them in the head. The Benders. Yes, the it reminds benders. me a lot of the Benders. Yeah, hiring people to come and work, and then or like keeping them as like the 
like the hotel guests or yeah. whatever and then like they did <laughs> so between his past crimes and this new knowledge police get a warrant yeah and they go to arrest ray and Faye. they pick up ray at a local restaurant having breakfast they bring him to the station and there's clips of him in the interview room and you can see him and he's all fucking smug and he's you're not gonna find anything on my farm and at one point he tells them they're not smart enough to find anything on his farm what, uh, why would you fucking say that right now they're like, like i'm gonna dig deeper <laughs> i was like why would you say that you're incriminating yourself and <laughs> he just kept claiming that the police were gonna have to let him go and so police were like all right buddy shut up we're going to your farm so they went to his farm and nine days went by and they didn't find anything. What were they doing? Just like checking the house, checking the property? They checked basically everywhere. They, they found like dig. They found a few things within the house that I'll mention. Okay, okay. Um they did dig throughout the property and they couldn't find anything. Okay. And you can see there's a video clips of this from like local news stations of them with like backhoes on this property. Uh, tearing okay. this farm apart. Okay. And so within the home is where they found some things that kind of didn't sit right. Not at all. Oh, yikes. So first off, they found a lot of clothing and a lot of luggage that belonged to the drifters. And at this point, all of these drifters that have come in and out are now brought to the attention of the police because there's all these bounce checks. And they're like, something's going on. Where are these people? Yeah, where are these people? And they're trying to find them, and they can't. And at first you're like, okay, so they're they, drifters. They but then, But then you're like, wait, I really can't find these people. Yes. Like, oh. And so oh, they had a lot of clothing and a lot of luggage that belonged to these people. And some of this clothing had even been woven into a quilt. What? <laughs> They had used some of the clothing that was left behind by these drifters and literally woven a quilt. That's so fucked. Yep. <laughs> and the, okay. reason, the reason they could figure this out was because back then, or I mean, I don't know. It's possible it's still a thing today. I don't really know much about it. So I okay. apologize for my ignorance. But um, they drifters were known to write their names. In their clothes. In their clothing. So yes. So that people wouldn't steal their clothing. Other drifters and things like that wouldn't steal their things. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the clothing in this quilt had names of the drifters that they could not find. Same with the do luggage. You, do you think it was like some sort of weird trophy? I do not know. Oh, you'll see. so weird. You'll, you'll see. There's a okay. weird stance on this case that I can't, I can't pick okay. how, I, how okay. I stand. So... They find this, and they're like, well, that's fucking weird. So, aside from the quilt, they also found, (laughs) this is my favorite, they found a list of names. It was inside an old camera case that was under their bed, and it was a single piece of paper, and there's pictures of this, so I will post it. Cool. This list had ten men's names on it, and most of them were wanted in connection with the forged checks. Yikes. (laughs) Uh, Yikes. (laughs) So, four names on this list had an X next to them. 
the other names said back. Like B A C K. B A C K back. Okay. So this is odd. <laughs> yeah. They're like W T F mate. <laughs> so and they also found his rifle within the house. So they took that. Um they searched the property for like I said, nine days. And after not finding anything, they went back to re-interview McCormick. And they looked at him and were like, man, what the fuck? You said they were bodies. You said they were bodies. Like, we're going to bring you to the property and make you point because we can't find anything. And it was at this point that McCormick tells them he made this up. He said, (laughs) I added that into my call because I wanted to get the police's attention. I thought the mention of bodies would get their attention more than just some forged checks. Okay. Okay. So I can see that. There's this, but but they have that weird nut. They have that weird list. Mm-hmm. Okay. But thanks to media attention now, because there was no keeping this quiet in the small town. Right. They actually got local tips. And one of these tips pointed them to the fact that Ray often did work at nearby farms. He would go and paint the barn and do little things like that at other people's farms. So they expanded their radius by 12 miles, and it brought them to a nearby farm in Ludlow, Missouri. It was on this farm, in the dirt floor of the main barn, that they found three corpses buried in shallow graves. Yikes! (laughs) Yikes! <laughs> These three corpses came to be identified as Jimmy Dale Harvey, who was 27, Paul Cowart, who was 21, and John Freeman, who was 27. Three of them all wanted for the forge checks. Were their names on the list? Yes. Billy-doo. <laughs> <laughs> and there was record of all of them working for Ray and Faye Copeland. So, they continued to search, and three days later, in another barn on the same farm, they found a fourth victim, Wayne Warner. There was no age that I could find for him. I just hit my microphone into my mouth. I'm sorry if you could hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Literally bounced off my chin. (laughs) Okay. Um, So. But he wasn't buried in, in the barn. He wasn't in the main barn. Okay. There was another barn on the same farmland. Okay. And he was buried in the floor of that barn. Um, so police had actually questioned Ray in connection to Wayne Warner. Huh. And it was after Wayne had purchased cattle at an auction with a bad check and was seen by witnesses leaving the cattle auction with the cattle he purchased in Ray's truck. They were not very smart with this. Yeah. That's dumb. Um, so they continued to search the property. Oh, I'm sorry. I just skipped something. So they, they questioned Ray on this. And, of course, he denied any knowledge of it. Right. He Even was, though it was in his truck. And exactly. They had no evidence. So he was like, he just denied, denied, and they couldn't do anything. So wait, was it with one of the checks? Like, because he had these two operations where he did it initially with his own checks. And then he this was like, oh, they stole my books. And then the second time it was with other... So was it with Second time. Okay, okay, okay. Got it. So Wayne Warner's name was on the check, but the check was bad. And then they saw him leaving. But a lot of people said, well, 
Wayne Warner left the auction in Ray Copeland's truck with the cattle he purchased. Got it. Got it. Okay. That so, makes sense. But they found no evidence, so they couldn't do anything. So they continued to search the property, and they found one more body. This was the body of 27-year-old Dennis Murphy. He was identified by the belt buckle he was wearing that had his own name on it. Oh. Fun fact. <laughs> um, That's so helpful. This one was a little bit different. They spotted boots floating in the well. And they ended up pulling him out of the well. He had been dropped in the well, wrapped in chains and cinder blocks. And basically left to rot. Um, this was on someone else's property. Yes, this was. Ew, on, and they're this using was, that water. Mm -hmm. This Ew. was all on the same farm of somebody else's land. And so, they're like, "We didn't do this." Yeah, they were like, <laughs> "They were like, we what? What? We, uh, no what? Idea. I didn't know there were bodies buried it, on my farm." At this point, Ray Copeland's name had come up so many times that they knew it was Ray. Oh, like they, they, they were like, "This isn't you." We they had no that. doubt in their mind that they were like, "This is Ray." Got it. So. They pull him out of the well and get his body and everything. And this is the same situation as Wayne Warner. They had questioned Ray Copeland about him because, once again, bought cattle, bad check. And he was seen delivering said cattle to Ray Copeland's farm. <sighs> again, <laughs> no evidence. The cattle was already resold. And Murphy was gone. So they had nothing and they moved on. Right. So, all of these names, well, I'm sorry, three of these names were on the list. Okay. Wayne Warner and Dennis Murphy were not on the list. Okay. Um, But the three that were found buried together in the very first barn, the first three bodies they dug up, were on the list, and all three of them had the X next to their name. Mm. <laughs> um, That's not good. Quite a few of the people on the list that had the name Vac next to them were located. And it was found that once they figured out the scheme that Ray was pulling, they backed out of his offer and left. Oh. So. So that's what back means. Supposedly. Supposedly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so all five of these victims had been killed by a twenty-two caliber rifle to the back of the head. One single, one single shot. Like McCormick had, had said that Ray had done to him. So. Exactly. Okay. And later, ballistics would confirm that the rifle was Ray Copeland's rifle. Jeepers. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes from stealing cattle and horses to some forged checks to five dead bodies and possibly some other ones missing still. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, obviously, both Ray and Faye were arrested and charged with five counts of first-degree murder. Now, this is where a lot of questions come into play. And after reading through all of this, I myself am questioning this. Okay. So, they were set to tr be tried separately. And at the time of their arrest, Ray was 76 years old and Faye was 69. Okay. So, police tried old. to offer Faye a deal information yes okay they told her if she gave up the location of more bodies they would only try her for conspiracy to commit murder so she'd spend maybe a few months in jail instead of basically her whole life 
And she said, no, she was like, I don't want your deal. I've got nothing to do with this. I have no idea what you're talking about. I didn't know my husband was killing these people. I thought they were just drifters that came in and left. I do not know anything about murders. But you made a quilt out of their fucking clothes. Unless he was like, oh, they just left these here and we're cold. Make us a blanket. That's the thing. But that seems weird. Okay. You'll see. So, (laughs) Faye basically said, screw your deal. I don't want it. So, they brought her to trial. And her trial began November 1st of 1990. And concluded just a week, uh, just over a week later on November 13th. <gasps> That's my birthday. Yes, it is. <laughs> I typed it and was like, oh, this is going to make Meg be happy. <laughs> That's my birthday. <laughs> so, like I said, a lot of people are questioning this. The only true evidence linking her to the crimes is the quilt. Right. And the list of names. The list of names was linked to her via handwriting analysis. Man. Oh, okay. just, just wait, though. Listen, so listen to this. So Faye's defense tried to argue that she had no ho- no knowledge, of course, and that she suffered from battered women syndrome. Mm. So for those who don't know, battered woman syndrome is sometimes also referred to as battered person syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a physical condition that can develop when a person experiences abuse, usually at the hands of an intimate partner. Okay. She claims that she just basically sat back and did not question anything Ray did because she was so afraid that he was going to beat her that she, she just was just, like, okay, whatever. That's she fine. literally just sat quiet and let him do his thing. Okay. Because she just feared for her own life. Right. And so no matter what he did, he could literally basically walk through the door holding a body and she wouldn't ask questions. What she sh- was just like, I can't, I don't want to be beaten. So... Like, like okay, is, imagine what this he is, did to this person. Imagine what he could do to me. Exactly. And so I'm this is an that was an example, just so you know, she never saw him actually walk through the, the door with the No, body. no, no, yeah. But like that's hypothetical. That's, that's a hypothetical example of something that could have happened. Okay. And she would have just been quiet because she did not want to be beaten. Um so unfortunately, and this bothered me on a technicality. The statement from her psychologist about battered woman syndrome was not allowed to be used in court, nor was there any defense allowed about her abuse. Why? I don't know. I could not find anything that listed this technicality for why they could not use it. They just said on a technicality they couldn't mention it. And I have no idea why. That would have probably like not exonerated her because... Who knows? But that probably would have put reasonable doubt in people's minds and she probably would have been acquitted. You'll see. So, <gasps> okay. so Faye's defense also tried to argue that, well, yes, she had written the list. Her husband had been pulled out of school in the fourth grade and was completely illiterate. Everything that had to be written was written by her. She could not, he could not write or read. Right. He, they like, he, he was completely illiterate. So he could have, again, for the fear of being b- beaten, he could have said, I need you to write this down for me. And right. keep track of this. And made her do it. And she could have not known at all what back and or the exes have exactly. would have meant at all. And uh, like I mentioned, she wasn't working on the farm. 
yes, she lived there, but she was working as a local maid. She wasn't always there. Weird. So, that was a big argument. And then, they also tried to say that the X's found near the name simply meant that some of them had left willingly back. And then the X's meant that they were terminated. So, like, they were fired, basically. Okay. Or that's what she could have she could have interpreted that exactly. That that's that what that's what that meant. Okay. Exactly. And then Man. they said that the quilt was just made out of clothing that was left behind. These people were drifters and they they were unpredictable. They up and left in the middle of the night all the time. Right. So after years of this happening, because this went on for three or four years, she collected all of this leftover clothing and was like, Well, I'm gonna put it to use and make a blanket out of it. Well, a lot of that stuff probably was things that like I'm thinking, you know, like flannels and things like that. Like, you can mm-hmm. make warm things out of that. Exactly. So Especially li- for winter months. They literally said, you know, her husband's illiterate, so she wrote the list. Sure. She okay. had some extra fabric lying ar- around, so she knitted a blanket. How does this prove that she's commit murder? Yeah, how does that prove that she's an accomplice to murder? Exactly. And, it, like you said at first, you're like, well, <laughs> yeah, with the quilt and everything, like, but now you see it that way, and you're like, well, wait. Yeah. That really doesn't make any sense. And this is what they tried to argue for her, and it didn't work. Oh. None of it worked. That's sad. It took them two and a half hours of deliberation to find her guilty on all five counts of murder. Even though it was his rifle. It was his rifle mm-hmm. that killed them. And he was the one making hatching these plans with them. They... She claimed that she... And McCormick didn't say anything about her other than her watching him. Other... Yeah. Other than her basically (sighs) living in that home and... There was no tie. There was no tie to her committing these murders or having knowledge of them. She worked off farm. She simply knitted a blanket, wrote a list for her illiterate husband. She was constantly beaten and abused. Oh, my God. And it's like... You sit there and you, you you just start to question it. It's like so. Five months after sentencing, it took three hours for them to just. Or I'm sorry. After the trial. After the trial, yes. Okay. I meant to say five months later at her sentencing. Got it. Um, it took three hours to decide that she was going to be sentenced to death via lethal injection. That's so sad because I feel like it's completely plausible it's that she could have had. This isn't like a Carol Fugit like thing, like thing where it's like I don't know. There is a lot. There's of a lot of evidence to suggest that, that she, she may have not known at all, and or just been like, I can't uh, do anything, or I will die at the hands I, of my husband. I will die. Like who knows when the next time you get beaten is going to be your last? Exactly. Man, and okay. so. It was said that when her sentence was announced, she just broke down and became hysterical. That just makes me think, when you have no emotion at all, that makes me think, like, you're a psychopath or a sociopath. Yeah, (laughs) or, like, not even that, just, like, you're so dissociated from what's going on that, like... You've got no care. You've got... You don't care. Yeah. But when you care so much that you just start sobbing, it's either because you're upset that you got didn't get away with it Mm -hmm. and or you are actually innocent and listen to this when (gasps) ray was told about his wife's sentencing his response was 
Well, those things happen to some, you know. And after that day, he never asked about her again. He didn't give a shit about her. He gave no shits. And he didn't even try to say, did he even try to say she had nothing to do with it? He said nothing. (gasps) So, Ray was tried five months later. His trial began March 7th of 1991. Jack McCormick was the star witness for the prosecution. I'm sure. (laughs) And (laughs) the physical evidence was overwhelming for him. Between Staggering. the ballistics of the in the rifle and everything, you worked at this farm at the times these people were exactly probably buried. They, you were seen with this person dropping cattle off and in like this person in your truck, and he was connected in a million ways. He had no chance, and just like Faye's trial, he was convicted on all five counts and was sentenced to death by lethal injection. Oh. Ray, this pisses me off a little bit. He would not live to carry out his death sentence. Fuck him. He instead died in prison in the Potosi Correctional Facility in October of 1993. Don't yeah. Do so. I hate that. And that happens all too often. Like, if you're going to, like, give the death penalty to somebody, I'm sorry. Like, why do they have to wait 10 years? I don't, yeah, I don't under- Richard Ramirez was sentenced to death and he died in prison of cancer. I don't understand the death penalty. That's the one thing I've never understood. Is you're going to sentence somebody to death, but then you're going to sit them on death row for the next 15 years. And then they're probably going to die of natural most causes. going to die of natural then you causes might as- anyway. Yeah, you might as well just put them in jail for, like, life. Exactly. Without parole. What's the point? Exactly. That never has made sense to me in any way. That has always bothered me about that the death sentence. Angry. Does she have to go through a death sentence? So Nicole's like, uh, wait, hold, <laughs> hold, hold your horses, hold. Macy. I you are getting ahead of me. Literally, <laughs> just gonna say, hold your horses. <laughs> <laughs> so during Faye's appeal, her death sentence was overturned. Good, but her conviction stuck. Ugh. So she went from the death sentence to just life in prison. I really have like this feeling that she did not and even if she did know she wasn't an accomplice and didn't help yeah and um (sighs) the overturning of the death sentence came in part from the fact that they could finally use the battered woman syndrome in her appeal good um during an interview that she did while in prison she said and this is kind of heartbreaking. She said she didn't care what people thought of her and that part of her heart will always love Ray. She said she knew nothing of his crimes and only of his mistreatment of her. It's <sighs> and like you watch her talk and she's it's just heartbreaking. It really is heartbreaking. And That's I so sad. I lean towards her not having anything to do with this. Yeah, it makes me so sad. It okay. really makes me sad. And she was in prison until 2002 when she suffered a stroke behind bars. She was left partially paralyzed and she couldn't speak. Um, and oh. because of her declining health, they medically paroled her and she was put into a nursing home. She was there for about a year until she passed away on December 30th of 2003. That was his birthday, wasn't it? That was his birthday. That fucker. It's almost like a cycle. He was born December 30th, 1914, and in 2003, 
she passes away ending like the whole thing he was born she was born everything happens he dies she dies on his birthday okay so in any of the documentaries that you watched you said they talked to their kids or at least one of them just one al was the only one i saw that spoke did they ever say or did he ever say whether he thought his mother was innocent or guilty he spoke openly about the fact that he thought his mother was innocent he swore up and down that his mother had nothing to do with it just because you don't want to talk about the abuse and like you have a hard time probably you probably have a hard time at, at first I was like ugh this bitch didn't even talk about the abuse with her kids but can you imagine like having to discuss that like something that you're not even ready to process yourself exactly with your children your young children having to look them in the eye as they cry to you and say daddy's been beating me and, and you're not even prepared to talk about the what fact that you've experienced. He's been beating you too, and you have to try and basically look them in the eye and just say, "Don't say anything." You you have to be like, "Don't say anything to anybody." You have to try try to not be, to make him angry. Try like, not to make him angry. Like, what do you? How do you explain that to a child? Like, you can't exactly because they're gonna be like, "What do you mean, mommy? What? Why?" And being the devout Christian she was, she was never gonna leave him, so that wasn't even an option. I don't think she did anything. And. I don't think she had it's it's really sad and they're suspected in the deaths of seven other drifters that they, but that they can't confirm yeah they can't confirm it at all and if there was any knowledge of their whereabouts or their deaths it was taken to the grave so we'll never know um ray and Faye left behind their five children 17 grandchildren and at the time of the the article I read that okay. said this, they had 25 great-grandchildren. So at this Aww. point, they could possibly have more. Um, and at the very end of the episode of Wicked Attraction, mm-hmm. they ask Al what he thinks about Ray after all of these years. And he just, like, takes this really long pause and goes, I'm not answering that question. He nothing nice to say yeah he said it's not the right place for me to answer that question that sounds really sad and i don't really know what he meant by that but huh he would not answer the question i would have been like he's a fucking prick <laughs> that's that's the thing is like that's he, he could have gone off and been like oh he's a fucking douche like he could have ragged on him but right? he and just he chose not to he was so stone-faced and just i don't want to answer that question well, can you okay? So if they're if the whole family was pretty Christian, you know, it's like you have nothing nice to say. Don't say anything at all. And it's it's interesting. I I wish we got some points of view from the other children, but obviously I understand their reasoning behind they not don't wanting to come that. forward. Yeah, I was surprised at all that one of them that did. even one of them came forward and was yeah. willing to speak. He was in two of the documentaries I watched, and I was like. That's surprising. Well, it's probably me. because he felt so strongly that his mother had nothing to do with it. I and I think that's exactly. And it's like what, wanting I think to you're clear exactly her right. name. I think you're right. I don't think she had anything to do with it. I don't think she did either. I mean, it's even if she did know about it, it's possible that she disassociated herself so much mm-hmm. that it just she didn't like. She, she couldn't, couldn't even process it. Yeah, you know, she could hardly process the fact that he was abusing her. 
let alone how, the fact how that is she was supposed murdering to, I would say, people. How is she supposed to process the fact that she, you know, she looks outside and he's burying a body or something? Like, how, how are you supposed to handle that? You literally look out the window and, I, I mean, I can just, like, imagine this as, like, a, as, like this woman, excuse me, doing the dishes, whatever, looks up at the window, sees her husband dropping a body into an, a very shallow grave and immediately looking away. Mm-hmm. Like that's the first thing I can imagine is a woman that is that battered. Like, and she just looks away and like and just so starts I, scrubbing the dishes again. She's like, "Pay attention to what you're doing. Don't even look you at that. Don't look up again. You don't want to know anything about yep. that." Yep, exactly. It's like I'm not going to incriminate him, but I'm not going to be a part of it. Exactly. Like I won't tell on him, but I'm not going to be a part of it. That's what it makes me feel like. So that even if she did know that something suspicious was going on, yep. She was so traumatized and terrified of him that she never would have said anything. Yeah. And he knew it. He knew it. Exactly. He knew that he had her wrapped around his finger. That makes me so angry that he... What a fucking (laughs) asshole. (laughs) He let her go to her grave. Like, he let her go... He literally jail let her him. go to jail. And at, the, at that point, he thought she was going to die by lethal injection. And he didn't give a shit. And he didn't give a single fuck. Isn't that infuriating? And I, I like, like I read through, because I watch, when I, when I research, I read articles and then I watch my documentaries. Oh, I just do it now. I do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I have a I have a weird system, <laughs> and I so I had everything down, and then uh, at that point, when you're reading it in bits and pieces like that off of multiple sources, you think almost exactly like you were thinking when I first started mentioning it. But the but the but the oh, but the quilt like that's fucking quilt, weird. Like how did that, she not know? Yeah. But then you get all the evidence presented to you, and you hear them talk about it, and to listen to like the son talk about it and everything. It was just like you said. You have to sit there and question it. You have to. Yeah. And I do not think that woman should spend a day behind bars. That was so rigged. That was so rigged against her. And the I, the fact that they could not present the evidence that she had been beaten. And I wish, I wish I knew why. I wish I had that bullshit reason. Guys, if you know the bullshit reason, please tell us. Seriously, I'd love to know. Because I'm <laughs> dying to know why she was not. As far as I could see, I could not find it. Like, what technicality? Yeah. What technicality gets a statement like that from a psychologist thrown out of court? To the point I mean, where I guess if they were unreliable. It was, like, to the point where they couldn't, but, like, they couldn't even. I just hit my mic. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, like, the eighth time I've hit my microphone today. It was to the point where they couldn't even mention her abuse. It wasn't even, like, they just threw out the battered woman thing they threw out all the abuse mentioned at whatsoever they could not mention it at all hmm. so it was weird my dad's a lawyer i wonder i could if i could ask him what what would specifically have to happen in order for evidence like this to be thrown away that would be interesting to know <laughs> Papa, <laughs> dad, <laughs> ask you a qu- i wonder if i could ask my dad too i wonder if he would know I'll ask my dad. He might not know, but he might know. <laughs> Text my dad out of the blue and be like, hey, dad. <laughs> He's going to be like, what the fuck, Nicole? <laughs> Why do you want to know this? <laughs> Maybe I'll call him. Um, we'll call, I'll call him when we're done. <laughs> we'll yes. make an addendum. <laughs> addendum to the podcast. Um, and 
I, you know me and I love my fun facts. So, <laughs> fun facts. I do have a few fun facts. Um, their story was actually turned into a comic book called Family Bones. Huh. And it was created by Faye Copeland's nephew. His name is Sean Granger, and he is the one that created the comic book. Huh. What's the comic book about? Just like their story? Their story. Oh, okay. Um, and then their story was also turned into a play called Temporary Help by David Wiltz. And huh. it had a very small off-Broadway stint in 2004. Huh. I've never heard of that play. I haven't either. And I was like, what? I'm very, I'm very, I'm very um, into plays, so I'll look that up. And they also had, in season nine of Criminal Minds, and there's an episode called Mr. and Mrs. Anderson, which many believe is based off of this case. So. Did you find that on like the Criminal Minds wiki? Yes, I did. <laughs> Whenever there's a Criminal Minds wiki, that means that there's a, there's an episode that either mentions them or is based off of them. There were case. a couple episodes based, at least two, based off of Carol Ann Fugit yeah, and there was Starkweather. But I didn't watch them. I just... Yeah, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch they're it. They're not like real. No, they're... And like they spin it so it's kind of based off of it. Where but it's, it's not the same. It's definitely not the same. They change a lot of names and sometimes they change the story too. So it's not really worth watching in terms of research right right but in case you're curious it's season nine and i think i think it did say there was another episode that like mentions, mentions them, them but i know R- reed is like this person yeah rattles whoa, 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 whoa. off it rattles off 18 serial killers and you're like can you rewind that in slow motion and like let me write my list please <laughs> yeah that's how i mean i know i know at one point in criminal minds they mentioned john janowski mm-hmm. like and I, that's how i found him on the wiki I, I say th- I'm pretty sure Arthur Shawcross. Yeah, he was is too. one too. And then um, when I did, but they don't call him the Arthur Shawcross. They call him the Genesee River Killer. Yeah, in there, in, same in, with the Trailside Killer. Yeah, that in I did. Criminal Minds, they don't. They're not like Arthur, Arthur Shawcross. They're like the Genesee River Killer did this. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know his name, that could just go right back. Exactly. Him. Exactly. Yeah. Or if you don't know that that was his, but yeah. his thing. There's quite a few things that you can watch on this, guys. There was uh, there was a murderpedia on both Ray and Faye. The, you know what's crazy? When I did Carol Ann Fugit and Starkweather, there was only a murderpedia on him. Really? And not on her. Interesting. That is really weird. <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought that there w- But when I went on, wik- like, when I saw the Wikipedia articles, mm-hmm. there was one on him and one on her. Weird. But I didn't read those. Yeah, I don't. I, I try not to read Wikipedia. I tried not to. I try not to read Wikipedia because I know sometimes it's not the most it's reliable. It's not accurate. But I know. But I, I feel like sometimes when it is on Murderpedia. Murderpedia. Well, they'll vet it. I was going to say Murderpedia is normally a collection of like articles across the Internet I have found. So as you scroll down, you get like five or six different articles all recounting the same and thing. And they'll say at the bottom it's where th- yeah, it's from. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I try. But I feel like that's I feel like they would vet that. Yeah. They're not just going to be like, oh, this article. You know, they would read it first and be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. See, I love Murderpedia. Thanks, Murderpedia. <laughs> we love you. Is that a weird thing to say? No. Because <laughs> they help me with my research a lot. But yeah, there was there was quite a few. There was an episode of Crime Stories. There was a Forensic Files. Forensic Files? Yeah. It was, a, it was nice. an old episode. It was season six, episode 18. And I did find it on... Um, I have the Fire TV, the Amazon uh-huh. Fire TV, and they have like 
IMDb TV. Right. You can get that like free through Amazon Prime. Oh. And the episode was on IMDb TV. It was only a half hour episode. It was like one of the really old like short One of ones. the episodes I watched for my last episode was on this like weird thing and it was only like 20 minutes on each. Yeah. It was like three different ones in in one. It was three different killers in one. Yeah, I say I found I found crime stories on YouTube. Oh, it was Deadly Women. Oh yeah, you told me about that. Deadly Women. You did mm-hmm, tell me about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was there was quite a few. There was another one that I found just on some website that like didn't have a name to it. It was just like <laughs> it was like a thirty minute video. It's just about them, and it didn't have like an intro or anything to it, so I didn't know what it was. It's like okay, thank you, YouTube. I was like, thank you for this random video. <laughs> um, so funny. But yeah, no, there was. I don't think she did anything. I don't think she did either. Tell us what you think, guys, because I really, I am, I have this very strong feeling in my gut that she did not know. Me too. Or not that she didn't know. Maybe she even. I want to say she didn't have a hand in it. Yeah, I would say that she didn't do anything. I would say maybe, if anything, she had some kind of inkling on it. She maybe had seen something. Yeah. And she just, like you said, did the thing where she, like, looked up at the wrong moment and was like, Nope, I nope, didn't see nope, that. Nope, nope. Yeah. Like, you know, like when she when he took McCormick out to the barn, he did that with somebody else and she like witnessed him bringing them out to the barn and then heard At the gunpoint. Gun, heard the gunshot and then never saw them again. And, and didn't he, say and, anything. But he came inside and was like, "Oh, they quit. They left in the middle of the night." She's like, "Okay." And she just kind of sure. said, "Okay." And just did her thing cuz she didn't want to say anything else cuz she didn't want to be beaten. Like and the fact that he beat his kid with like metal and a a metal object and his back is still fucked like how can if they had allowed the battered window like the battered woman syndrome her kids could have testified Uh in her defense like it was like it, it seems like it was purposeful to make it so that she could not have like have something that would make it have reasonable doubt Yep. It seems suspicious that she was not allowed to have that. Don't be suspicious. Don't be, be suspicious. But tell us what you think, y'all, because. I say, send us an email. I want to I know your thoughts on this. I'm you told me this week I don't know who did this. I, I, I don't, you were like, I don't think that the woman had anything say, to do with this. They, like, they come up in a lot of research when you search killer, killer couples. couples. But it, I'm I remember seeing their names. I'm sitting here like, yeah, they were a couple. And yes, she was tried and arrested for this. But goddamn, do I think she is innocent. Do you know what is hilarious? You you were like, they are the oldest couple to have ever been tried for whatever. And I and I think it was funny that Carol Ann was the youngest, the youngest. woman to ever be tried. Oh, I didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I didn't think of that. <laughs> funny. But wow. yeah, that's um, the that fucked up my fucked up case. And it was like this guy literally was like, there are bodies. I just made that up. And then there I, were bodies. And, and it was funny because I was <sighs> watching I the way I read all of the articles. They all kind of presented it that way where it was just like, oh, yeah, he stole cattle and wrote some bad checks. And all of a sudden there was some guy that was like, there's bodies. And I was like, what? <laughs> and, then, and all the documentaries I watched were kind of different. They formatted it differently. Huh. And I was like, no, like. I don't, I was like, that, but like, that's not how it happened in real life. Right. It literally came out of nowhere when, when Tim McCormick was like, by the way, I know where the bodies are buried. And, and then like, he was like, just <laughs> kidding. All the cops went, huh? 
<laughs> and then he was like, just kidding. I said that so that you would come out here and look at it. And I, ca- I kind of loved. <laughs> but he was right. <laughs> I almost loved being able to tell it that way because at first you're just like, OK, yeah, this guy stole a bunch of fucking cattle. Like, OK, what's wrong with this idiot? And then some guys like, by the way, there's bodies. And you're like, like eh. I literally did that. I was like, what? <laughs> you looked at me and you were like. Uh-huh. I said, what bodies? What bodies? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there's bodies, by the way. What bodies? <laughs> All that's bodies. crazy. <laughs> wow. But, yeah, that's a good one. Isn't that? I was interested. I was like. That's one that got me from the beginning. Like, I was like, this guy's stupid, stealing cattle. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. You're like, you, yeah, you spent like, you spend the first half of it going. What, what an idiot. The, what is the purpose of this moron? And then all of a sudden they're like, huh, dead bodies. <laughs> and you're like, uh, huh? Uh, but yeah, I, I went into that knowing nothing about it, coming out of it going, what the fuck? <laughs> that happened to me last week, so <laughs> I, mean, I can't really? even, I was like, huh? Your case last week fucked me up and I'm still not okay with it. I'm not over it. I don't know what I happened. I still have no idea where I stand on that case. It yeah. drives me nuts. He definitely, I mean, Starkweather's definitely an asshole. Steph, Starkweather's a dick, but I, Carol, I just can't. What can't happened with you? Figure out, and then the two people that he said he didn't kill, but they're dead, and I was like, ah. By the way, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, guys, it's a Spoilers. doozy. Spoilers! <laughs> it is, it's a doozy. <laughs> it is a doozy. <laughs> and next week's going to be a doozy for me, too. I picked two pretty long ones this time. Why did I do this to myself? <laughs> <laughs> you sound like me <laughs> I, I feel like i pick like every other month it happens where i'll pick like two short cases one month and then the next one they're like so long <laughs> there's like no in between <laughs> so guys get ready for mine next week because it's gonna be another long one <laughs> anyway but, um macy tell them where they can find us <laughs> okay <laughs> so you can find us all over social media we are on instagram and facebook at buzzkillers podcast buzzkillers podcast and we are on twitter at buzzkillers pod buzzkillers pod and we are i'm deciding that youtube is a social media um (laughs) website and (laughs) you can find us on youtube if you type in your little search bar buzzkillers um colon a true crime podcast buzzkillers colon a true crime podcast please like and subscribe um if you do and we get a hundred subscribers we get a customized url and we can Make it so Make much, it so much easier. easier for you to find us. <laughs> right now, you have to type in the whole thing, and it's annoying. Um, but anyway, <laughs> like and subscribe, please. I digress. <laughs> you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, but uh, to get the whole long list, you can find – let me – let me know if I miss any. <laughs> All right. <laughs> because I don't have my list. I wrote them down, and then Tyler moved them. Um, you can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, Google Podcasts. Am I missing anything? iHeartRadio. <laughs> and iHeartRadio. I only missed one, though, so I'm very proud. Yes, that was very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we have our very own website. It is buzzkillerspodcast.com. Buzzkillerspodcast.com. <laughs> Nicole designed it. It's beautiful. If you go oh, there. If you go there, you can uh, listen to us. There's a little button to listen. She's laughing so hard. Um, (laughs) You can read about the wines we drink. You can read a little bit about us if you want. And you can also send us a nifty, difty little message through our contact page. Nifty, difty. Nifty, difty little message um, on our page. Or you can email us if you want at um, 
<laughs> what the fuck does that say? What happened? I heard. I just heard like a. <laughs> oh, there's like something on Tyler's calendar. I'll tell you about it because I don't want to like reveal his calendar on, on, oh, okay. our, on our website. <laughs> oh, on our podcast. I um, thought I like kicked the quarters. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> you did it. I like gave myself a ton of slack, so you're good. Okay. Good. <laughs> um. So, if, like I said, you can send us a nifty nifty message there, or you can email us at buzzkillerspodcast at gmail.com. Send Yay. us your stories, send us your theories, send us cases you want us to cover. Everything. S- send us some stuff. And if you want to, guys, we would really love it if you listen, especially on Apple Podcast, if you would um, give us like some stars or some reviews or anything. We, yes, we love to hear um, constructive criticism, and we want to make this a better listening experience for everybody. So um, if you have any ideas or anything you'd like to suggest or any just nice comments whatever you want to say we would really appreciate it um yeah you know what i'm gonna do what i'm gonna choose a review right now (gasps) choose a review so guys if you'd like to leave us a review and we decide we like you (laughs) that's not true (laughs) lies (laughs) if you're you're nice to us (laughs) we'll read it we might read it aloud so this one comes from a lovely person <laughs> on Apple Podcasts who you don't really know because they all have fun names. And it says, these young ladies tell the stories and ask the questions everyone wants to know the answers to. I love the historical breakdown of each tr- of, sorry, of each crime and the fun discussions. In addition, the wine plays an intricate role in turning some gruesome stories into a palatable discussion. This is awesome. That's so sweet. Thank you. That's such a sweet sweet review. (laughs) So we love (laughs) reviews. Even if they're if even if you want to give us some constructive criticism, we are open to anything. But we do like the chatter. So if you don't like the chatter, just don't listen. Yeah, we're sorry, guys. We're a banter podcast. So if that's not your thing, then that's fine. I'm fine with that. But we'll part our ways. It'll be amicable. Bye. Bye. Mm, <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I understand some people don't like that, and that's fine. I but I like it. That's why personally. That's why it's in our description. <laughs> yeah, that's why we openly make that available. We to are everybody. a chattering chat box. We we <laughs> we, love we to are talk. chatty Cathy's. Guys, we're drinking wine when we're doing this. You don't think we're going to talk? I mean, listen to us just this episode alone between the giggling and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we just yeah. like can't help it. Yeah. Me we, being like, <gasps> we love to talk what? about this stuff. So we make it fun and we hope because you guys like it. Because some of this stuff can be really heavy. It's, heavy. it's really heavy. And as much as we like talking about it, we know that sometimes like the wine helps to like kind of ease your nerves ease your nerves and like i don't want to talk about somebody getting stabbed 18 times but and i mean a little thing i want to offer is like i grew up with a dad in law enforcement right he spent 23 years in law enforcement and i mean i'm i'm not going to share any stories unless he gives me the okay right but he has told me stories of unimaginable things mm-hmm. things death guys he has seen a lot of death okay scary and let me tell you he tells these stories to me with humor and he tells these stories to anybody with humor and he, i it, it's funny i in high school i took 
um, a criminal law class. And uh-huh. my dad actually came in and talked to everybody. And one thing he did mention is that it doesn't – it's not something that you see a lot in TV because they don't really make it real. Mm-hmm. Is that when you see something like that, a lot of times the only way these people can process it is humor. And he you have said, to compartmentalize. And, and, and he said, yeah. you know, sometimes we sound really sick, but it's how we process. How would you go if you saw every day brutal deaths? Yeah. You have to learn how to process that. And a lot of it, my dad literally calls it cop humor because it's dark. It is the darkest of dark humor. Mm-hmm. And it's humor. And my dad has always told these stories, and they're the kind of stories that, like, my family all know. And sometimes we actually like hearing about them because they just, we know they're going to make us laugh. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this to be disrespectful. Never. Never. But this is just how it works. And it's something that we do to help my dad process what he saw. And it's how we process what we talk about. Right. This is a heavy fucking topic, guys. And we want banter is a way to lighten up. Some people don't like that. And I'm they cool. want to hear the cold hard facts, and that's totally fine. That's totally fine. But I'm a person, I live off my dad's rules. I've got the cop humor and I like to banter. I like to talk about it like that because to me it's it's easier to process. Yeah, to be like, what the fuck's going on? Let's talk about this and ex- like Exactly. In like a relaxed kind of Yeah in manner. The wine settles the nerves and makes it a little easier. So, that's my rant. <laughs> Sorry, I had to, I wanted to say that because that's like that's always been a big thing with my family is we we've never meant disrespect by it. Never. I have heard so ever. many stories of death though from yeah. my dad. That's why I know what it's like. And my dad's not a bad person. <laughs> no. Yeah. Definitely. This not. is just him processing. The shit that he went through for 23 years. Right. And it's not an easy thing. It's not, it's not an easy thing to go through At or all. to see or to talk about. So you have so. to find a way to process and to, mm-hmm. I don't know, be okay with what. Basically cope. Be, it's yeah, a coping cope, mechanism. It's a coping mechanism, definitely. So anyway. I hope you guys are okay with that. We like to talk. Well, I think our, <laughs> I think our. Our, li- our listeners who listen to us every week, they know that they it's know never meant disrespectfully. Yeah. Never, ever. We we definitely have great respect for There's, the yeah. victims of these cases, and they met very terrible ends, and it's horrific the uh, way that, that they passed that and the things that happened. And I can't even imagine being in some of these situations. No, I can't even imagine. I don't. I I don't per- want to imagine. I was being gonna in say some of these I personally like if like if I had to try and put myself in one of these shoes, I think I'd just start crying. Yeah, I don't think sobbing. I'd be able to survive thinking about that. So, anyway, guys, we love you so much, and, and thank you so much for listening and your support. And we have some fun stuff coming up, and we have some stuff planned. So I hope you guys are ready. We've got some announcements coming. It might be a few weeks here. Yeah, we're there. getting some we're getting some details together. But uh, it's there's stuff in the works. So I hope you guys are ready, and I hope you're hanging on to your seats. Hang on to your seats because we're taking you for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> I have had way too much wine and shouldn't have a microphone in front of me anymore. Well, <laughs> this was really good wine. This is really anyway. Good wine. So this was the banished guys by Nineteen Crimes. So try it. 
anyway we love you guys so much and we will be back at you next week with some more killer couples um the second to last episode of the month i'm so excited um, for this. <laughs> i know i'm excited for this one and i have not started yet i, know. I mean thank god i already know a lot about this case <laughs> because that would be bad but um we're um excited for the rest of this month and um we're gonna come at you like i said with a new topic kind of soon yes um we always kind of record these way ahead of time, so it doesn't seem like it'll be soon, but it I know. will be soon. Sooner than we always think it will be. I was going to say, you guys get it, uh, when you guys are getting a new episode on Sunday, we're recording for the next week. Yeah, Just to so give you an idea of our timeline. So <laughs> sometimes yeah. we talk about things, and it's hard for me to process the fact that like we're recording. Like They just got the episode about Carol, mm-hmm. about the, the, the star- Fugate and Starkweather. Yep. And we're recording this, and they'll get it next Sunday when we're recording. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's sometimes hard to picture. So, like, the <laughs> week before you guys get the episode about the, like, or get the announcement about next month, mm-hmm. we've already recorded the episode that starts off that month. Yep. So, um. <laughs> it's hard to keep quiet sometimes. Yeah, I'm like, I want to tell you. But is. there's been a few times we've had to go back and be like, shit, we have to delete that part because we totally spoiled oh, it. Oh, I d- I, it's me. <laughs> It's always me. I'm a, I like spoilers, so um, I'm always like, what is it? <laughs> What's coming? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> but we love you guys so much, and we so appreciate your support and your love. And um, like we said, if you want to leave us a review, we will read it um, yes. on the podcast. Um, we'll probably do it in the beginning part of the, po- of, like, of the podcast yes. um, and in the future, and um, or maybe the end. I don't really know. We haven't yeah. really decided. But um, we will – we will read it, and um, we just love your love. <laughs> yeah, we want to share the love, and we want to share the love. So, um, until next time, guys. Until next time. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>